In a world fraught with fantasy football, three middle-aged idiots united by fate, filled to their tits in hot dogs and hard seltzers, somewhere between golfing for draft spots and jacking dicks, courage and not courage, between Maine and California, there lies the Bitch Pudding Fantasy Football League. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Hot Dogs with Aaron podcast. I am Hot Take Chris, joined by Johnny Country Club, and Mr. Brooks, don't call me Stephen Stalin. Jack. That's me. Uh, very glad to be back this week. I'm sure you probably heard uh, DeAndre Swift kick my dog into a state of uh, severe injury requiring surgery. Um, but I have returned only to beat the ever-loving shit out of Red Team um, for allowing his player to do that. Uh, <laughs> this week, uh, Brooks has a very important appointment viewing to do. So uh, I guess we'll jump right into uh, our first. Question. What are we? Uh, what are we talking about this this uh, evening, gentlemen? Uh, uh, let's go ahead. What grinds your gears? I want to know what makes you guys tick. Um, so Chris, I know what's going to make you tick is you got your video on right now, and oh make... fuck! I tried to secretly send That's you a. Right. Uh, Text message to help you out with that, but um, yeah. So, like, what grinds your gears? Uh, this is fantasy football related or real football related. Um, I'll kick it off just to uh, kind of let you know what I'm talking about on this. Uh, I can't fucking stand when players are going into a game and they're far from 100, percent but they still go in and they really aren't told uh, that they're going to be just running decoys or just on a super limited snap count, and it basically just fucks over your fantasy football uh, uh, start for that week. And another one would be, uh, I I can't stand it when the announcers say, there's a good sign, he's leaving under his own power. Um, And you know full (laughs) well that guy probably tore an ACL, and you're not going to see him for the rest of the fucking year. Like, yeah, it's Mm. good that his leg's still attached to his body, but like for his professional career for this year, it's not a fucking good sign. Um, but yeah, those, those are my two, uh, gear grinding, uh, uh, fucking experiences for watching football or, or fantasy football stuff. What about you, Chris? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess my first one is, is pretty comparable with what you're talking about. And actually I think I would prefer, um, I would prefer mine over yours. Yours is more annoying. Um, but I, I just hate the questionable game. Um, it makes a lot of sense for like real life football. Um, you know, there's some strategy into you know leaving the unknown out there for your opponent, um, and they just automatically are questionable based on whether they're practicing or not. But uh, to just sit there all week and see a guy qu- uh, flagged for you know questionable, um, ultimately to just have him play uh, on Sunday is is fucking super annoying to me. Um, creates you know the need for a lot of contingency plans and um a little bit more research especially uh with you know all the all the modern information that's out there um 
The other thing is, uh, what the fuck is this two point two five points per carry thing? Like, what is that, Brooks? Please, can you tell me? It's um, I've never it's a, fucking it's seen a, that in my life. It's a quarter of a point every time you carry the ball. Well, I, I yeah, that's fucking pretty clear. But like, I've never I've never heard of this in my life. Like, it's it's almost contradictory to like a PPR thing, right? Like you, um, you, you I don't know. Value. We've had that. Uh, hasn't been changed in a Coons age, so I don't I mean, know. It's it's neat. It like it's it's something different. I've never seen it before. But again, I've never seen it before. Like it's just kind of weird to have like a PPR thing where you're valuing receivers and that you're also like giving weight back to the running backs. It's like it is I, neat, isn't it? Legitimately, I don't have any problem with it because like it, it essentially just like escalates the point totals for everyone. Um, but. I think really where this is coming from is that it burned my ass when I played Travis and he fucking had Ezekiel Elliott run for a zero gain and that's what made him beat me. <laughs> that, really fucking, that really hurt. Really hurt. Um, or if you're ever playing Scott's team who has uh, Derrick Henry getting 35 Ooh. carries per game. Oh, boy. There you go. What? Scott gets an extra 10 points a week just from that alone, I bet, having Derrick Henry. What what grinds uh, your gears, Brooks? Oh me? Oh well, thank you for asking. Um, first and foremost, the Mexicans. Um, second, <laughs> um, I'd say uh, the Blacks, and then third, if we're doing a third, I'd say Pores. Um, other than that, I'm pretty happy with everything in my life. Uh, you know, as long as those three categories just, you know, don't don't bother me. Have I ever told you how much I hate Brazilian people? You and me both, pal. <laughs> uh, no, but um, <clears throat> for real, I, I love I love blacks and and uh, who are the other ones? The gays Mexican. and the Mexicans. Yeah, everybody. Lo- love yeah. them all. Um, nothing wrong with them. Uh, but what I do have a problem with is in real football, coaches playing not to lose at the end of the game instead of just continuing with their the rhythm of what got them there in the first place. Um, and maybe it's just because I watch the Saints all the time because they have done this for like 15 years. Um, but I have noticed other teams do it too. And like uh, using them as an example, the Saints will be, you know, winning a game by a touchdown or two up until the fourth quarter. And then the fourth quarter, they're like, all right, let's just let's just play some solid D. Let's go three and out every time on offense. And then they just let the teams back in. That's really fucking annoying. Um, just watching regular football and fantasy football, it, it, it all goes in together. Th- that sucks. I think we can all kind of agree on that. It's, I, don't, I just don't understand why coaches do it. Maybe just bad coaches do it. I don't know. So when um, you say play, next... playing not to lose, you, you mean just like playing like hyper-conservatively and not? Yeah, like they completely switch up uh, their game plan. Like what I like okay. is like the like the Buffalo Bills, for example, and – trying to think of another team that does it right now and actually the patriots too even though i fucking hate them is if they're pounding you they're gonna they're gonna step on your fucking throat until the end of the game they don't give a fuck if they beat you by a thousand they're just gonna keep doing exactly what got them they're not taking any chances if they beat you by 10 20 30 40 50 they don't give a shit they're just gonna keep on scoring um And it's not about injuries. I'm not talking about the injury thing either. Like end of the season, yeah, I can see you taking your best players out for the last quarter because you're up by yeah. you know four touchdowns. But it's just like when it's not that, 
because um, I, I believe that the third or fourth tiebreaker in a conference is point differential, I believe, for playoffs, yeah. um, if there's ties. So, I mean, there's incentive to not play like a pussy at the end of the game yeah. and just keep on scoring. So, anyway, that, that just is really annoying because I, I see that a lot um, when I watch, uh, you know, if I'm stuck here watching Red Zone. Um, the next one that grinds my gears is Aaron Rodgers. Mr. Sleepy Face Act Surprise all the time um, gets paid $40 million, and all he does is bitch and complain and blame everybody around him. He's like, oh, why don't I have any good receivers? Hey, have you heard of something called a salary cap, you dumb fuck? Like, they can't afford anybody because they pay out the ass for you to throw for 200 yards and three interceptions a game. Mm-hmm. Guy's a f- fucking moron. Um, he's just an annoying little twat. Um, and then honorable mention, Penny Mac Mortgage Services. They called oh, me God. seven times today. I finally picked up the phone, and you know what they wanted? They're like, "Hey, we noticed you have a home loan with us." Uh, and I'm like, "Yeah, how'd you how'd you figure that out? Did you fucking look on the internet?" Um, and they're like, "You know, we see you have some equity. Uh, it'd probably be a good idea to refinance." I'm like, "Oh, is that right? For what? Eight and a half percent?" I have a 2.5% mortgage right now, you stupid fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Stop calling me. Take me off your call list. Seven phone calls from these motherfuckers today. And then I got Herschel Walker emailing me three times today. Didn't he lose already? Where are these people coming from? Am I the only one getting these messages? Yes. Uh, I get a lot of messages from a person named Jordan uh, who would like me to vote early or... Like something like that. I don't know. You guys don't get the Herschel Walker emails. No, I don't. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. I if maybe it goes to, directly to your junk, but my business email gets three to four, sometimes five emails a day from like political parties, mainly supporting Herschel Walker. And like, I I don't understand. Like one said three days ago, he's like, I give up. I can't do this anymore. And then I get another email today. Like we're still in it. I'm like, who is this guy? (laughs) Like he did used to play football, but that's, that's not why I'm, (laughs) that's not why I'm getting these emails. He's like Uh, pursuing you romantically and he's, (laughs) he gave up, but then he listened to a fucking Peter Gabriel song and now he's back in. Herschel Walker for Senate fellow American. This is just a quick one. There are, a whole host of reasons why I'm running for U.S. Senate. But today, I want to show you just one of the reasons I threw my hat into the ring last August. And it's some it's some African-American guy named Warlock talking about something. Nope. Oh, and then he shows him his dick. Nope, just kidding. Um, something about babies, liberal injustices, Supreme Courts, um, abortion, 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 sneaky Senator War- Warlock. Far left Democrats. Sneaky blah, blah, blah. Warlock? I'll send you the email. I'll Please tell do. him to start emailing you. I'll be like, hey, don't email me, but my buddy Chris, he would love to get eight emails a day from you. I Yeah, I really don't have anything better to do with my life. I have a quick football story because I don't think I've told it on this one, uh, on the podcast. Uh, I recently took a sales training um, that was forced upon me by my employer, and uh, there's like a facilitator for these weekly meetings, and uh, dude's name's uh, Jim Ryan. And he used to be uh, he used to be a uh, Denver Bronco in the I think late seventies or early eighties. 
Um, but his claim to fame was this story about how uh, he one time sacked Joe Montana. And we're like, whoa, that's crazy. And then as he keeps telling the story, it turns out that he actually chased Joe Montana out of bounds, which goes down as a team sack, and he never even touched him. Um, <laughs> and that was that was his fucking moment of glory. Uh, yeah, hey, he was closer to Joe Montana than any of the three of us, so good for him. True, true. All right, what about uh, this week's, uh, or I should say last week's recaps? What about Jim him? Ryan has a... Uh... He has a pro football reference stat page. He does. I've way. looked at it. It's not that impressive. Yeah, it's it's not. He's got a bunch of fumble recoveries, so, like, that's a yeah. thing. He played in uh, two Super Bowls, I think, so that's cool. But Yeah, you told me the story. And uh, the thing was, like, if, if you've been doing the story and you're in sales, like, nobody's going to, like, fucking go and, and, and look it up or anything. Like... He's got he's got sacks under his under his career. Like he's got ten sacks for his career. Nobody's gonna look up each individual fucking game and be like, Did he sack Joe Montana? Like just tell the story, just say you sack Joe Montana, and that's it. That's exactly. Exactly. Uh, Nobody's going to look that up. Like that specific instance. Nobody yeah, the, the glaring the glaring question here is like how many rats does this guy sell? Oh no, he's an he's an independent he's one of those consultants, like He's he would be like the uh, I'm gonna sell you a bullshit like uh, sales theory equivalent of like uh, Vima or like whatever fucking you name it pyramid scheme. Oh, nice! That, I love those that Vima two hundred seven. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Nice. <laughs> hashtag v, hashtag V Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, he probably showed up in a 1991 Honda Civic. To the to yep. the sales meeting, no big yep. deal. All right, well, who's doing the uh, first recap here? Let's start fucking cranking it. All right, I'll I'll just I'll jump in. Um, so, thank you first of all to Mister Badranath himself for filling in last week uh, on such short notice. I thought he did a fantastic job. I'll just say that uh, he's got the the voice of Fergie and Jesus um, put together. And uh, he's got some some good ideas. So I'll just say, um, you know, these are based on his uh, projections for last week's or or previews for last week's. But uh, I'm kind of jumping back in on on the ones that he touched on last week. Uh, We're looking at arguably the most exciting. You know, there's no fucking argument. This is the most exciting matchup of the week. Um, We got uh, prison Keith Van Horn, Mr. Uh, Brooks himself versus... Uh, Stephen Brooks Pelosi, uh, who is Barry Badgernath, a.k.a. Brett. And um, this was super fun all the way just because it was so close. You know, projections were up and down if you were watching uh, watching closely, just watching their impact players. Um, it really wasn't decided until this all the way really until the end of the Sunday night game um, where Brooks's fucking dude, Josh Allen, just keeps throwing passes to Stefan Diggs, which ultimately only helps Brett. Um, you know, Brett's win here, uh, 183.29 um, to 167.32. For, for Brett to be able to put up 183 uh, with Danny Dimes only having 10 points, 
that's pretty impressive. I can't believe what a dumb cunt Danny Dines is. Um, Brooks is really uh, only real downfalls were Irv Smith, uh, which you know I'll admit uh, he was on a lot of my DraftKings lineups. Um, he's also a dumb cunt. He was a momentous letdown in Gabe Davis, who is definitively not even close to uh, the receiver that Stefan Diggs is. Uh, really, both of those guys fucked uh, Brooks's week over. Uh, other than that, he had a really solid performance. Um, I don't know why you didn't just play your favorite DraftKings player, Rondell Moore, you big dumb stupid retard. Well, if I would have <laughs> known that, if I would have known that Jair Alexander was going to be on Gabe Davis instead of Stefan Diggs, I probably would have. But um, I don't know why Jair Alexander was on. Gabe Davis the whole game. I'm not really sure, but he's he's I mean, a shut down he's a shut down corner. So and he fucking shut him out big time. They were probably scared he was going to take a two yard dump pass ninety yards for the fucking to the house. <laughs> probably. Jesus um, Christ. Well, they certainly stopped it. That's for sure. <laughs> I had um, Sleepy Colin, uh, who at the time was in first place, uh, also known as Bitter Chris. I, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it means something. Um, he was playing uh, Joe Bananas, or what is now um, Ill, <laughs> Ill-Fated Somethings. What are they called? Uh... Ill-Irving the Murderer. I don't know anymore. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, fucking, fucking Travis, uh, the idea hamster himself, uh, just stuffed Colin in a body bag. Travis is on a roll. I think he won. I think Travis has won three or four weeks in a row. I want to say something like that. Four. Uh, four weeks in a row. Yep. So he's on the up and up. Um, Colin lost because he started a guy named Sam Buttfinger at quarterback, and that's what you get. You <laughs> fucking start a loser, you lose. Uh, Nick Chubb had a great game, and Kyle Pitts came out of the woodwork to do some some stuff. Um, but aside from that, everybody else on his team sucked. Um, oddly enough, he actually hit his projected points. He was projected for 112 points, and he scored 111.95. So right on the money. So if there's a good thing to come out of it, it's that he can, uh, you know, he's accurate. Uh, Travis can thank Amari Pooper and Romeo Dubs for being the only guys to go um, pretty well over their projection by, I think, 10 or 15 points apiece because that's all he really needed um, because this matchup overall was pretty boring. Um, It was basically just everyone hit projection as they were supposed to, and two guys actually had okay games, and that was the end of it. Travis won. So Travis moves up to sixth, and Colin moves down to second. John? Yeah. So I had a fine whiskey Colin and hot take Chris. Chris? Um, it, it was the biggest upset, or not the biggest upset. It was the biggest uh, slaughter of the week, I guess. Um, 157.9 to, or 157.09 to 90. 8.21. Uh, Colin started. <laughs> Colin started the quarterback that was the lowest starting quarterback in the league. He only had two other quarterbacks that had uh, less points, and it was Gardner Menchu, who went one for two for 23 yards and one rushing yard for, or one rushing attempt for a negative yard. 
and Trevor Simeon, who threw one pass for five yards. So uh, great, great pickup and start uh, for calling on the QB. Um, <laughs> and uh, so Derek Carr, obviously, if you have a dumb cunt performance from your quarterback, you're probably going to have a dumb cunt performance from your star wide receiver. Uh, and Devontae Adams absolutely tanked his team as well. Uh, the rest of the Collins team actually didn't do that bad. Uh, Adams and Carr just really, um, you know, fucking grabbed hold and uh, fucking shoved him down to the ground and made him submit. Uh, and irregardless uh, if Card- Collins' team did poorly or not, uh, Chris, his team just uh, went out there and did what they needed to do. He uh, missed his projection by point zero eight. Jesus Christ, who's ever fucking texting? It's just you fucked faces. Turn your fucking phone off, you child. (laughs) Christ. Well, who's the one that's fucking texting me? (laughs) It's probably one of you dipshits. No, it's both of you. (laughs) It's just both. Stop sounding like a cunt. (laughs) Oh, God. Chris won, Colin lost. Fucking somebody else go. Oh, that was fun. All right, I had another, I had another fun little matchup here. So we had, uh, we had, we had playoff implications on the line um, between John and Brandon. Uh, John came out on top on this one as he does, one forty nine point four three to Brandon's one sixteen point two five. It is. This was originally projected uh, for Brandon to win by approximately two points. It was super, super close. Um, and ultimately he ended up losing by approximately one Austin Eckler. Um, makes sense. He was on by, uh, less about bad performances from his regulars and more about Wandale Robinson scoring three and a half points. Uh, I'm pretty sure that dude's a hoax. I think, uh, the, the fake news media fucking is pushing Wandale Robinson on us. And I, uh, I just think he's fake, fake news. Um, and then uh, 3.4 points from Josh Reynolds is certainly not going to help him either. Um, on John's side, despite Cortland Sutton's best efforts, uh, John rides Travis Etienne's eternally large cock to exceeding projections by 19 points. A uh, big win for John, obviously, moves him into uh, first place despite having a super underwhelming uh, point total. All right. Um, next up, uh, we got the Angry Michaels fantasy football team uh, teeing off against All Business Jesse. Um, this one uh, actually had two guys on Mike's team and two guys on Jesse's team, both combined for around 80 points. So you would think that we'd have a closer matchup than this. Um, but uh, Mike had D-Hop and A.J. Brown. They scored 81.5 combined, which is absolutely fucking crazy. Um, he also started Geno Smith still, um, who is still a top 10 scoring quarterback. Um, Jesse got 80 points out of McCaffrey and Tyreek, uh, but he got a goose by Rashad Bateman, who got injured early in the game. Um, and Darrell Henderson and the Gus Bus both had crappy days, and so did Deontay Johnson. They all kind of fucked up Jesse's whole weekend. Um, he 
had he started, this is a fun fact, had he started his optimal lineup, which would have been benching Bateman, the Gus Bus, and Darrell Henderson, and instead starting Latavius Murray, Curtis Samuel, and Devin Duvernay, he actually would have still lost by <laughs> 0.21 points, so it would oh, hurt no. less. Yes, so Jesse's probably no, over there. that would hurt more. I'd be so um, pissed. Yeah, but it would have been at least exciting, you know, going into it, yeah. like, you know, Monday night football or Sunday night or whoever the hell's left. He'd have been like, oh, man, I got a chance. And then, yeah, it would still suck. Yeah. All business Jesse lost. Michael won. Michael doesn't get a lot of victories this year, so, you know, he was due. So I got the uh, gangbangers versus the retards, uh, Scott versus Shane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just pulling out uh, specific words from each one of their titles. Uh, yeah, I called Shane. What? <laughs> you said pulling out. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> I called Shane winning this one, so I'm 4-4 four for four on uh, calling this. Um, Shane actually had it pretty good. He was uh, sixth highest in scoring. Um, and uh, No, Shane was fourth highest in scoring, and Scott was sixth highest in scoring uh, this mm. week. And that's pretty good for... To, uh, 11 versus 12, if I remember right. Um, yeah. And both of the teams went over their projections by 30 points. Uh, George Pickens, dumb cunt performance. Uh, he had zero points, really hurt Scott. Um, and it was really kind of the deciding factor uh, for for that right there because uh, he lost by 7.14 points. Um, the uh, starting career, Herbert or Tyler uh, Algier, in the flex spot would have been uh, would have been enough for get Scott to the win, but Robinson had two uh, good games leading uh, up to this week, so it's it's kind of hard to actually kind of uh, think that he was going to be taking out Robinson and putting in Herbert or Algier, um, but like you could make the argument that that would have been uh, something to do. Uh, so I, I understand, and uh, Shane had just a solid week overall. Uh, nobody tanked his team. Um, that was really the big difference between the two. Is just. Uh, um, George Pickin really, really kind of screwed over Scott. I was going to say, Scott had Derrick Henry, who we talked about on the pod last week. For the fourth time, he ran for over 200 yards and two touchdowns <laughs> against the Texans. Yeah. Like, he just, he's basically the owner of the Texans now. Yeah, it's it's pretty obnoxious every time. It's That's an automatic uh, DraftKings play. The... Uh, I read a fun fact the other day about Derrick Henry because he's such a goddamn beast. Um, in the NFL history, there's only, there's I think three players that have multiple games of 200 yards and two touchdowns. You know, like real famous, felt like Ladanian Tomlinson, um, I think Walter Payton and some other guys. Uh, they all have a total of four games in their career uh, <laughs> where they've done 200 yards in their entire career, and two touchdowns, and Derrick Henry has four against the Houston Texans. More impressive physical specimen, Derrick Henry or DK Metcalf? Derrick Henry. DJ Metcalf. Oh, really? I'd take Derrick Henry. No, it's just, I'm saying uh, DJ Metcalf is actually better than DK Metcalf, so. Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah, he has has different Who do you like better? Who do you like, DJ Metcalf or fucking Derrick Henry? Uh, Derrick Henry. Who would you want to be responsible for breeding when 
when the planet is is uh, no longer capable of, um, you know, everyone has lost fertility and only oh, one definitely. man and Scarlett Johansson remain. Do you want more likely to punch? Tongue punch? No, just, you know, like you go to a gas station, buy a Monster Energy, and you just feel like <laughs> drinking that and going home and beating your wife. What I, color I Monster like... Energy? Only the white Monster Energy makes you do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, enough of the wife beating. I feel like DK Metcalf would totally do that. He's definitely going to go to jail for domestic violence. I just wanted to say real quick, uh, this was actually the other matchup that I was interested in watching toward the end of the week. You know, despite not really having any serious implications, it was just fun to watch. So, uh, yeah. good, good, good show, you bunch of retarded gangbangers. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, the next uh, the next phase is the uh, Michael Thomas injury list. Um, just going down these real quick, I guess, uh, I'll take it from the top. There weren't any quarterbacks that got injured. Okay. There I'm done. What do you guys have? Well, there was no like super fantasy relevant. Uh, I'm quite sure there was, uh, some, some, you know, uh, questionable tags that were put on some people, but like Hmm. nobody that we care about. Um, yeah, I'll do the next ones. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, they just reported that he has anal glaucoma. And we just don't see his ass playing anytime soon. Uh, Rashad Bateman uh, with a f- with a foot, uh, he'll miss a couple of weeks. Devonte Adams with a knee, uh, he's likely going to sit week nine because he's got a week ten by coming after. Irv Smith was placed on IR with an ankle injury, um, but uh, probably nobody would ca- nobody cares about that. Yeah, I mean Brooks Brooks gives a gives a shit about that, but. Uh... I'm sure he probably spent $20 on him and dropped him immediately. Um, Cordero Patterson, uh, kind of up in the air on this one. Um, he is eligible to come off IR this week, uh, but there is this is basically just the start of his window where he needs to come off uh, IR. Definitely want to keep an, an eye on the um, Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley kind of situation, um, just because obviously they'll get downgraded if Cordero does get activated. Yeah, I have him in a league. I'm cur- I'm probably not going to start him even if he is active because they've been playing like, you know, and Damian Williams is also eligible to come back this week. So they could end up having like a four-man rotation. Um, but Cordero yeah, Patterson is their best running back. But Arthur Smith, I think, is kind of a weirdo with his running back rotation. So it's hard to trust. That makes it really tough because that's a, like, it's a really good matchup on paper for uh, Atlanta's running backs. But, I mean, if you're going to split it two or three ways, it, it's kind of just not really worth it. Yeah. If they clear him, I'm starting. I'm going to try to find a way to, to fish him into my lineup. I got a decent lineup this this week, but, like, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the potential of uh, Cordero Patterson is, is too much for me. No, no totally one gives agree. a fuck, I, John. I think you absolutely Whatever. should. Yeah. yeah, you should. You should. I hope he gets yeah. two carries. Two carries and one reception and probably gets injured again. Yep. Whatever. All right, transaction report. Who's up? Yeah. 
Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. <laughs> All right. I'll do it. There was a trade. I traded with, uh, by the way, Party Rock Colin. He trades now, apparently. He's a, he's on the move constantly. Participation. He's got the participation trophy. Uh, thank you for coming trophy award of the year. Um, I traded Ramondre Stevenson to him for T. Higgins, uh, which was a little bit of a wash this week, so whatever. I didn't want a Patriots running back on my team anymore. Um, we'll see who wins that one, probably Colin, because uh, after he let Colin's sandpaper hate fuck him up the butt, um, he was a little more stingy on the trade trade wins this week. Um we had Colin Walter pick up Derek Carr. How many points did Derek Carr score this week? Uh, it was like two. Two point something. Oh, well, two it's good. because nine. Yeah, Sam Buttfinger scored nine. So, I mean, he picked up two pretty terrible quarterbacks, I guess. Uh, Shane, I didn't even know he had Odell Beckham on his team, but he finally dropped him. <laughs> uh, it's a sad day. Uh, Colin uh, Party Knot spent $20 on Sony Michelle. The uh, third string running back for the Chargers. That's neat. That's googly eye. Googly eye. Twenty bucks for a googly eye, and then mm-hmm. someone wrote here, maybe just to rub it in my face again. I spent twenty-two dollars on Michael Gallup. Now he's on Brett's team. Yeah. Uh, that was well, that, that was two weeks ago. <laughs> so no, like it wasn't that just Colin picked up Sony Michelle. Colin picked up and dropped Sony Michelle that he paid twenty bucks for. You picked up and dropped Michael Gallup that you paid. Oh, for. I missed the drops. Yeah, yeah I missed that. Apparently, you can't fucking read. So uh, uh, it's an elective. Sure. Like to, uh, reading is stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can, and I books are dumb. It. I couldn't help but notice that you have You're five stupid. fab dollars left. Just wanted, um, just wanted to put that out there. I think I have two dollars left. I've, Is that I, I, mean, maybe, I don't know how much because I think Yahoo I just paid three dollars for somebody. Oh, it does? All right. Oh, nice. maybe you just did. Yeah, maybe yeah. if you just did. Yeah, yeah. I'm poor. I'm uh, I'm wow. fab poor now. Um, poor. Is that All it right. for transactions? Yeah. Well, since you just did transactions, I'm going to do your favorite uh, section. Take, <gasps> no. Take, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Dumb cunts of the week, and uh, I actually picked up a sponsorship on this one. It was uh, Kanye West and Kyrie Irving uh, thought it was great, and they wanted to be the uh, the dumb cunt sponsors. You know they're dumb cunt sponsors because it's sp- it's spelled S P O N S E R E D. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, how about this? Brought brought to you by. It didn't didn't spell check it for me, so fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, okay. Sponsored, whatever. So, manager of uh, Dumb Cunt of the Week. Uh, it's, again, Brooks. Brooks, you're the Dumb Cunt Manager of the Week. You lost again uh, to another bottom half team. Um, go fuck yourself. Yep, I lost a lying, cheating, trade rapist Brett. Yeah, you can you can do the rest of them. I just wanted to make sure that was do, in there. Don't don't you think that it's appropriate though? Don't you think that it's appropriate? I've been annoyed about that trade for three weeks. No, no, it's the fact that I've been complaining about this trade as the only one that was standing on the rooftop saying this is a bad 
shady deal. And then I get beat by the guy, exactly the guy I was I was bitching about. But um, anyway, all right. So last week, what's that? I beat him. I beat him when I played him with uh, uh, Kamara. That's great. No one gives a fuck about you, John. Yeah. Jesus. I do. Yeah, you should. Uh, quarterback, dumb cunt. Um, or maybe we call it dumb John. Derek Carr, hundred yards, one interception, one rush, one negative one rushing yards. I don't know why that's relevant. Two point five nine points. That is relevant. That was bad. Um, who started him? Colin, uh, that would I be Colin. Oh, I, I get the Collins. I, I get the Collins messed up because one's sleepy and one's pr- actually now he's sleepy. There's two sleepy Collins. Um, okay, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, Derek Carr stunk. I don't know if you guys watched any of the game, but I don't know if the Saints' defense is all of a sudden like back to being legit or if Derek Carr just sucks. Uh, wide receiver tight ends. There was actually a lot of these this week, but the big highlights were Cortland Sutton with uh, 2.3 points, one catch. He was who did they who did they play? The Jags? Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. That was a London My, game. Yeah, man, that was a gross game. Um, I don't know what Cortland Sutton is doing or Russell Wilson because the Jaguars don't have any talent in the secondary, so that's weird. George Pickens. Um, Philadelphia got zero points. Um, yep, that's about par for the course. He probably got the Darius Slay treatment. Devontae Adams, who is being guarded by a rookie, um, one catch, three yards, 1.45 points. Fuck that guy. Uh, and then, I mean, I'll also throw my guy Gabe Davis in there. He got shut down by Jair Alexander. That was a bummer. Thanks. Yep. And uh, running back, uh there's probably a few of these, but Brian Robinson was pretty boring. He only scored four points, and it was pretty much from uh, two of those points are just from his eight rushing attempts. Hey, look at that, Chris. Yeah, uh, I I mean, not nearly that bad, but Josh Jacobs was a huge disappointment this week uh, after a couple of really good weeks, 9.9 points, 10 rushes, 43 yards, uh, two receptions, pretty pretty pathetic for uh for a a gentleman who should probably be putting up 20 points 4.3 yards per carry though can't put price on that well you can that's 9.9 points um (laughs) damn right you can (laughs) taking a look at uh previews for this coming week uh, we really do honestly have some fun ones. Um, we've got, uh, Mr. Rule 34 himself, um, John King versus prison Keith Van Horn. We got the, the two other gentlemen, uh, that are sitting right here with me. And, uh, that's a first versus third matchup. It's a uh, super fun based on, um, uh, obviously, you know, current position. And then the projections are within, uh, Point one one of one another because Brooks has decided that he doesn't need to play a tight end. Um, so if he just decides he wants to keep doing that, then hey, we might have a hell of a barn burner. Um, but uh, once again, uh, it's really going to come down to you know whether Keenan Allen shows up 
and uh, if he does show up, which Keenan Allen's going to show up? The guy who, uh, you know, like John's pet peeve, um, you know, he shows up, runs some routes, and doesn't do a goddamn thing, or whether he's the Keenan Allen of old, and uh, he comes comes back out and, and plays the uh, the role of of a true number one. Um, I'm... I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is a tough one. Uh, you know, Brooks needs to play a tight end. Probably, it's 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 that close. Um, <laughs> predicting I might get uh, six dollars on Robert Tanyan because that's probably who he's trying to pick up right now. I think you I should. actually have no intention of picking anybody up. So you go <laughs> you go do whatever you want, John. I'm not. I don't want Robert Tanyan on my team because that I means I have to. I gotta drop somebody. I'm playoff. I heard Tyler bad. Conklin's a free agent. He's not. He's on. He's on Scott's team. Get caught. No, I, of course, of course, he's fucking owned because he's fucking good. Fuck you, Brooks. He's um, great at blocking. <laughs> World's greatest blocking tight end and, and catching two touchdowns. Um, I'm predicting a close margin of victory on this one in favor of Brooks, uh, despite a monster game out of Dalvin Cook. Um, yeah, I this is this is gonna make it really interesting as we keep you know progressing further into playoff season or playoff contention season. Um, that that only muddies the waters a, a little bit further. But yeah, I'm thinking Brooks comes out a small margin of victory in this one. I agree with you, Chris. Chris, that is a very um, astute amount of research that you did and observation. Uh, I agree with you. That was probably the best preview I've heard in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Any more you'd like to add to that? Or are you done talking about how good my team is? Uh, I, I'd like to talk to talk about somebody else now. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> we're looking at uh, second second leg of the previews uh, would be Travis Ill Irving, the murderer. And I think his, maybe his profile picture is an ice pick or something now. Uh, versus the uh, angry, dir- dirty Mike and the boys, um, fantasy football team, angry Mike. Uh, this is another interesting one just because of uh, the way the standings look right now. Um, we get a six in Travis versus an eight in in Mike. Uh, Mike is currently projected to uh, upset Travis by twelve points. Um, he does have a mostly healthy and intact squad um, as far as, you know, buys go uh, because Najee Harris doesn't matter. So uh, Najee Harris not playing is probably only doing like a little bit of a favor. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has been a huge shot in the arm uh, for, for Mike's team. Honestly, I, I had no idea that he would be this good right out of the gate uh, after uh, returning to the Cardinals. Um, he's starting two tight ends, which is wow. That's that fucking hurts right from the get go. Um, but I do like Adam Thielen to outperform his projections, so that is a positive. Um, Travis has buys for Elliott, uh, Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, and Donovan Peoples Jones. So that's a that's a big fucking that's a big loss right there. Um, if if Jonathan Taylor Thomas um, from Home Improvement doesn't play this week, it's it's going to be bad. It's going to be real ugly, and it's pretty much over if, if uh, Jonathan Taylor doesn't play. Uh, if Taylor does play, um, we're looking at a pretty interesting one because it, I think there's a lot of potential for guys like Terry McLaurin, uh, Chase Claypool, and uh, Miles Sanders to beat their projections and potentially buy a lot. 
Um, this is a tough call, but I think Travis uh, Travis's guys are more likely to end up beating their projections um, by a good margin, and Travis probably comes away with the win. Fifth one in a row coming up, maybe. For old Travis. Um, so the first matchup I had is, or that I have, is Sam's Leggings, which is Brendan, who's currently in fifth, versus the Gang Banging Squad, Mr. Twelfth Place himself, Scott the Sexual Deviant. Um, Brennan gets the Echo Monster back from by to square off against Scott and his uh, his running backs and a few friggin' goofballs. Um, pretty great matchups across the board for Brendan. Uh, the only question mark is really whether or not Jalen Hurts is going to play more than two quarters because they're probably going to just annihilate the Texans because um, they're pretty bad, as we've probably all seen. Um, Scott has some really, really tough matchups, um, and Brendan does not um, as far as one-on-one stuff goes. Um, so Scott really needs to pray that Derrick Henry gets like 40 touches uh, because if he doesn't, he's going to have a hard time catching up. He's only projected for 123 points. Brendan's get projected for 143. Um, yeah, I mean, Scott's got... DK Metcalf has a has an okay matchup versus Arizona. Um, they've been pretty kind of stingy versus wide receivers. I mean, they don't really, they don't really give up a lot of big plays. Um, Darnell Mooney is starting for Scott versus Miami. Darnell Mooney sucks, I think. And Miami defense also sucks. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. He's starting fucking Chris's boyfriend, Tyler Conklin. So Chris is probably rooting for him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But but Brennan definitely has a leg up. He's got Ken Walker, Austin Eckler, great matchups. Leonard Fournette with an okay matchup. Um, Christian Kirk with a beautiful matchup. And Jalen Hurts scores enough points for like two people. So I do project that uh, Brennan's going to win. And it'll probably, I think they're probably both going to be about in their, in their projections. Uh, the next, the next person I got is uh, Shane, who's in tenth, versus Sleepy Colin, who's in second. Um, oh, salty Walty. Yeah, salty. <laughs> salty Walty. That's great, Chris. That's great. Um, so the pizza looks to have luck on his side this week versus uh, Mr. Sleepy Arm Punch. I'll call you a retard if I want to. Um, who's been hit by the injury bug and a bunch of bye weeks. Um, his only hope is that Mahomes and Juju basically relentlessly fuck each other all game um, because they're going to need to score a lot of points um, in order to compensate for the guys that uh, Colin has out, which uh, one one big one being Jamar Chase, obviously. That's uh, That's the most obvious. Um, who I'm not really sure how long he's supposed to be out, but they're saying anywhere from four to four to six weeks on him. Um, he's got Clyde Edwards-Helaire on the bench, Tyler Higby, Kenyon Drake. Those are some question marks. Nick Chubb is on by, so he's probably going to put Clyde Edwards-Helaire in there. But um, swapping out the obvious people, taking out Sammy Buttfingers, taking out Nick Chubb, and putting in. Um, Mahomes and CEH. Colin is projected for about 116 points. Shane is projected for 120. 
Um, it's going to be a really close one. Uh, Shane's team, uh, there's no reason to really discuss wide receiver cornerback matchups on Collins' team because all of his wide receivers are trash this week. doesn't matter who they play. Uh, Shane's team, the wicked smart and super self-confident pizzas, are dealing with some injuries and bye weeks of their own. Um, but at least he is projected for 120 points. Cousins has a great matchup versus a really bad secondary. DJ Moore is now getting over 50% target share for the last three weeks, and he's playing the Bengals, who are now starting their third and fourth string cornerback. So probably a big game out of him. Um, probably a big game out of Mixon. And he will need a big game out of Dylan and Eno in order to keep up um, because Garrett Wilson has a really tough matchup versus Buffalo. He is going to have to start Bobby Trees, which is unfortunate um, because his quarterback just threw for 55 yards last week. So I don't see that going well. Um, So we'll see. I think it's going to be really, really close. It's probably going to be one of those games. It's like it's probably going to be a garbage game where both teams barely scored 100, but someone's going to have to win because that's just how it is. So I'm going to pick Shane with the upset here. Wow. Over Colin. Yes. Yeesh. It's going to be close, though. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be pretty huge. Um, yeah, so I got uh, all biz. Uh, seven plates Jesse versus uh, fine whiskey. Eleven plates Colin. Uh, once they uh, once they set their lineups at the time I wrote this, they hadn't had them all set up, but it looks like it was going to be about uh, 120 for Jess and about 117 for Colin. Uh, Jesse has T.J. Hawkinson uh, in, which after the trade. There's a there's a chance that he doesn't get um, added into the passing game a whole lot, and he might just be basically in there for a lot of uh, the run game or maybe pass blocking. So we got to find out exactly what's going to happen with him. Uh, positive matchups for Curtis Samuel, Damian Harris, and Devin Duvernay um, for Jesse, and those are those are looking like really good matchups for for him to to score a lot of points if he's going to get somebody that blows up is probably going to be one of those guys um damian harris maybe not so much uh just because we all know that it's stevenson that's getting the lion's share over there in new england colin has chris Olave and uh stevenson uh, they have positive matchups obviously if harris has a uh, positive matchup stevenson does as well but with um uh michael thomas uh with his anal glaucoma and uh juice landry doesn't seem like he wants to play either uh, Chris Olave is still basically a wide receiver one, and he needs to keep him in. And he's uh, Andy Dalton's been probably playing really well out there, so there's a good chance he has a, another really good game coming up. Um, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Colin, but uh, at the time uh, I haven't looked yet since. But uh, you might want to play Aaron Rodgers or pick somebody up off the waiver wire because um, Jesus, whoever you had in there. Uh, going up uh, at the QB position wasn't exactly a, a great idea. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he's already put in Aaron Rodgers, so good job. You're yeah. reading my mind. He had a good matchup, and uh, whoever he had before, I think it was uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, like I, I would much rather have Aaron Rodgers on a uh, super positive game uh, script. I think Lions are giving up second most points to quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, so you know, doesn't even need to be talked about anymore because he's already done it. So good managerial skills there, Colin. Um, yeah, so we'll move right on to Hot Take Chris in fourth. And uh, Stephen Brooks Pelosi, uh, ninth place Brett. 
And while I was writing this, uh, apparently I'm retarded because I kept thinking that this was Brooks's team, and I wrote a lot of really nasty <laughs> things because I kept seeing Brooks's <laughs> And I kept on saying, like, Chris is going to dog shit out of Brooks. Fuck Brooks. This, this looks like a really good matchup and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but then I tempered it down, and, and I realized that he, Chris was going up against Brett's team. And I'll just say, uh, I think Chris is going to win this one. Uh, this that, that this is my pick of the week for uh, for Chris to win it. Not really a huge surprise, because uh, as of right now, I think it was uh, right around the projection of Chris at about 165 and Brett at about 130. And we've seen this time and time again. 30-some-odd points is so difficult to overcome when it comes to projections. Yeah, they still got to play the games, but like, you know, if you if you miss your projection by ten points, and the other guy miss makes uh, an over projects or over produces by twenty points, if it's like 30, 35 points, like fuck, you still don't win the game. Uh, Chris has Justin Herbert, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Roheem Mostert, all on positive matchups going against uh, teams that give up uh, top third to their respective positions, uh, and Chris has nobody on by this week, so. Uh, Brett has Trevor Lawrence and James Conner if he's healthy on positive matchups. And every everyone else is uh, neutral to bad. So it really doesn't look great for Brett uh, to get another win. And, uh, you know, that really kind of hurts his playoff uh, playoff looks going ahead if he, if he can't keep on this win streak. I'm interested to see what happens to, as uh, John so eloquently put it, Rohim Mostert. Um, you said Rohim Mostert. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to see how hey, that backfield. Bro- That's the first fucking name that I messed up, and it won't be the last one. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm curious to see what happens to the backfield because now they have Jeff Wilson, um, yeah. and he was in the same system as the head. The head coach of the Dolphins now was his offensive coordinator last year. So I think it'll be a pretty easy transition. So I'm curious to see how that pans out because Jeff yeah. Wilson's not bad. Um, no, he's, he's a decent player. So, so we'll see. Uh, um, is that, the, is that it for the, for that, for that section where we got another one? Yes. I, I, yeah, I think so. Uh, the, uh, the only piece I wanted to say about that is I, I really appreciate the fact that you, you took a step back when you realized that it was Brett and not Brooks. Um, cause I, I have similar feelings about Brett. I, uh, I really liked Brett a lot before he, uh, fucking besmirched my dog's name. Um, <laughs> so he can go fuck himself now. I'm going to fucking <laughs> stomp his dick into the dirt. He ties dick in a knot while you're at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, anyway, uh, moving on from Brett. He's an idiot. Uh, next section. It's a new section coming to you. Um, it's called the Travis the Idea Hamster's Unnecessary League Change of the Week. Um, this is uh, a new section because Travis has a new idea every week, and it typically gets shared on here. Last week it was let's change the playoffs that have been the same for the last 10 years and but although he's a new guy he doesn't it's a new it, thing it yeah it's the same because it's not the same all right it's the same because it's blah 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 blah, blah, blah. i just same. think it's i think it's, it's his li- love travis 
Um, I just think it's hysterical. The new guy comes in and then immediately comes hammering with new ideas every week of how to just how to just change everything completely, flip it upside down. Um, I love it. But um, this section is uh, brought to you by the Hutzler Banana Slicer. Um, have your bananas stopped speaking to you? Show them who's boss with the Hutzler Banana Slicer, the only slicer capable of achieving continuity among your banana slice medallions. It's available in standard and metric units, and your concealed slicer permit is necessary in all states except Texas. Um, and you can search for the Hutzler Banana Slicer. It is $6.99. It's on Amazon. Um, so the Travis the Idea Hamster's Unnecessary League Change of the Week is, quote, change to sleeper, end quote. And that is the Travis the Idea Hamster's Unnecessary League Change of the Week, brought to you by the so, Hutzler Banana Slicer. Since we're talking about Travis and uh, League Changes, you have danced around this topic, and you haven't actually gave an actual answer on what the loser's bracket is going to be. You just keep on saying, we'll talk about it, we'll get to it, and you never actually get to it. So, And you keep saying that it's the same as it was last year, but it's not. So this year, right now, it's rewarding uh, the is rewarding the, the, the shittier teams versus the better teams. Now, I'm not telling you that you need to do anything about it, but you just need to know that right now this is a bracket that's set up to find out who's the best team of the losers. And in our losers bracket, we're trying to find out who's the worst team of the losers. So that's why the the idea of having a 7-8 consolation or having a uh, a buy for 11-12 come up. Now, as, All right, of so... right now, as of right now, you want it to be the default. And if you want it to be the default, then okay, and I'll, and I'll rest my piece there. But you're putting it as the default without taking into consideration of bringing in two extra teams and how our actual toilet bowl or loser's bracket actually works. Um, so I'm going to say the same thing that I told you on the phone yesterday. I'll send, I'll share it with the listeners. Um, that's our, why I'm bringing this up. So right award-winning listeners, I'm, I'm giving you the floor and I'm giving you what the options are and the most reasonable way to do it. And this doesn't affect anybody because we're all trying to have it the most competitive possible. And the most competitive way possible is actually the opposite of the way that it's set up and it actually would um it would it would benefit a team tanking if they aren't going to make the playoffs so that's why i'm trying to bring this to you that if you could change it right now right now is the opportunity to change it because currently it is setting up for the teams that are better and the seventh place team right now is going to be a team that's in sixth place. And they're going to be now in the loser's bracket with a chance to wear a skirt and use a dick putter for, for the weekend. Um, I mean, it sounds fun to, to wear a skirt and use a dick putter for a weekend. Um, so here's my take on it. I don't like to make, uh, or I don't, I stand firmly on the hill of I don't make uh, big changes uh, midseason. So this is something that we had brought up at the draft, which I usually do bring things up. And I say, hey, do we want to make this change? Do we want to do this? So let's talk about it. Um, I make the changes then, but I don't, I don't, I don't do changes mid-season. 
I don't believe in it. I think I, once it starts, you just that. go to the default. Um, but I'm open to doing it next year. Um, now, not in a defending uh, the the default method right now, but just I think that it is fun slash funny if someone, let's say, gets in sixth place, who I think is Travis right now. So we'll use him as an example. So Travis is in sixth place. If the playoffs started today, he'd get booted out of sixth. He'd get moved to seventh because the seventh, the uh, highest score in the league in the, uh, you know, that's technically in the bottom six right now would be uh, Jesse Keith. So Jesse Keith would actually be in sixth and Travis would go to seventh. I think it's funny if the sixth place person loses all the way through the playoffs and, st- and ends up losing the toilet bowl and has to dress like a woman and use a dick I, putter. I think that's hysterical. So it's, I a, totally it's a good agree. talking I, point. I feel, like, I feel like you have to prove it. Like, if you are actually in sixth place, I, I mean, good good for you. You you are the fucking worst of the best. Like, go, go ahead and prove that you're better than fucking number 12. So, Be- and I, because and the I other thing is the winner of the toilet bowl, the winner gets money. And I think so, the, the the amount of money the toilet bowl winner gets is absurd, and we should put that money to a jersey. But that's a, a discussion for next year as well. Um, that makes it makes the toilet bowl more interesting. Well, I I also think like a jersey is also cool, um, and we're giving somebody like an eleventh place almost their money back for the league. Like that's weird. But again, that's neither here nor there. And I think uh, seventh place possible or sixth place. Uh, finishing in standings is is hilarious that they might have to wear a dress or a skirt, but I think we should make it uh, not such a penalty for being in in that place going into the losers bracket. I think the toilet bowl only gets like sixty bucks. I don't get you much. For like a hundred and twenty bucks this year, I think. I don't believe so, but I'll look into that. Go, um, go, go look at your list because I think it was almost a hundred bucks that you set it for. Um, it could be, um, but it makes the toilet bowl even more interesting. All right. So my answer to that is, uh, we're just going to go with the default this year. Next year we'll change it if everybody wants to. Um, and then if the sixth place person goes all the way to the toilet bowl, which is very unlikely, but I guess it could happen. Uh, just win the toilet bowl and you win some money. So with that now being said, uh, nobody asked me about it anymore. Yeah. I think all you bunch of fucking retards should probably hold closer uh, possession to your electronics next weekend so that you can, you know, devote a little bit more attention to the conversation of what we're going to do with rules in this league. And then, uh, yeah, and then we can just move on. Um, <laughs> what about what about everybody's fucking favorite section? The Ellen Degenerates Corner for Degenerate Gambling Gamblers. For the Gambles. Of the gambles. Gambling. Um, I'll go first. Um, Brooks's life is too short. Long. To fuck. Brooks's, <laughs> Brooks's life, life is too long to fuck? It, it is. Brooks's life is too long to bet the over. Under of the week. <laughs> is, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a real mouthful. Um... <laughs> I'm doing Bills and Jets uh, under 47. Um, 
I think that's a little high for that one because the Jets definitely aren't going to score more than like 10 or 15 points. Um, and the Jets' defense uh, is pretty legit. Um, the Bills don't run the ball much at all. They rely on the pass, and they're playing against two of the best uh, cornerbacks in the entire league in DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. So if I was a Gabe Davis owner, which I am, and if I was a Stefan Diggs owner, which stupid Brett is, uh, in fantasy football, I'd be a little worried about those matchups, actually. Um, but anyway, um, yes, I'm going to say under 47 on that one. Uh, I don't see that being high scoring at all. The Bills haven't really scored a lot in the last two or three weeks anyway, but that's my bet. I like that one a lot, actually. Um, making its triumphant return uh, this week in probably the most underwhelming fashion ever. Um, Chris's, uh, Hot Take Chris's DraftKings value plays of the week. Um, a little bit more middle-of-the-road kind of uh, values this week. You're going to have to try to balance it out a little bit more and not spend up as much uh, if you're going to play a lineup like this. But in a week where there is no Patrick Mahomes in the main slate, uh, I think this is probably the right week to go uh, pay down a little bit for somebody like Taylor Heineke. Um, definitely been a lot more impressive uh, than what I think probably most of us expected. Um, you know, going up against a Minnesota offense that will seemingly just give up as many points as, uh, as you want to score. Um, that looks pretty good. You can pair him up, um, at 5,400. <laughs> you can pair him up with scary Terry McLaurin, um, for 5,900. And, uh, I mean, for a guy who could potentially score you 20 points, that looks pretty fucking good. Um, you can throw the Seahawks defense in there for 2500 Um It's a little scary going up against Arizona, but they have uh, recorded at least three sacks in each of their last three games. Um, and in addition to that, their last uh, meetup with Arizona, they scored 14 points. Um, so those three... Uh, those three DraftKings uh, entries together leave you a good amount of money to put together a decent lineup. What do you got, I like John? that C. I like that Seahawks pick, Chris. Their their defense has been keeping them alive this year in like real football. Their defense pretty good. It's kind of just one of those things where like I didn't really love any of the defenses. So when when that sort of thing happens, I just go down to the cheapest one who's not going to absolutely tank. Yeah, who's a good strategy. Uh, so it was a good thing I was on mute because I was yelling out a bunch of ridiculous things. So I, I don't have to take anything back. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. So here's, I don't know, I've just changed it up because uh, I suck at life and gambling. So here's my gambles for the gamble. Uh, they're called round robins. I don't know if everybody knows how round robins work, but basically it's, uh, it's a parlay that is individual tickets based off of how many lines that you want to bet. So right now, uh, it's a Heinz 57 money line uh, parlay, which Heinz 57 means that there's six lines, and if you bet every possible combination of that six lines, there's 57 different parlay tickets that you have on there. So when you go ahead and put money down, then you're betting on seven different parlays. So if you put in a $1 bet, you're betting $57. Um, And so this is the uh, round robin dog ticket. And what you do with these is all you got to do is hit two 
and you start getting money back. Uh, there's possible that you might only win ten dollars, or you might only win, you know, uh, twenty bucks. But it actually goes up to the point where you can win up to nine hundred and sixty-three dollars if all of these hit, because you have a full six-line parlay uh, on on this on this ticket. So if you do the Bears over the Dolphins uh, for the money line, that's plus one seventy. Lions over the Packers plus one thirty-five. Jags over the Raiders plus one hundred five, Seahawks over the Cardinals plus one ten, Rams over the Bucks plus one twenty, and uh, I always like to put in a, kind of a gimme, and uh, that's that's a decent money line bet for the odds, and it's Ravens over the Saints at minus one sixty five. So basically, what you're doing is as as long as one of those dogs hit, and the Ravens should beat the Saints, then you already have a two line parlay. Uh, ticket hitting so that's it's kind of for uh that that one gimme is basically loss mitigation and uh, that's why I, I like to throw in one uh negative uh money line because it's it's more likely to happen the odds i hate the most here are the obviously the bears over the dolphins uh but plus 170 I, that's I, I don't know that seems like a trap uh, Ravens over the Saints at, at minus one sixty five also seems like a trap. I I mean I I feel like the Ravens will probably win, but I don't know about minus one sixty five. Anyway, a it's a cool idea. I'm a thirst trap. Yeah, sure. Oh, uh, Brooks. So <laughs> yeah, before you got on, Travis told me about a uh, let's just go ahead and call it a trade that you offered to him uh, bef- earlier today. We we need to we need to make a mention about this. Sure. You wanted Gabe Davis for Taysom Hill and Terry McLaurin. Are you fucking high? Am I? No. <laughs> Gabe Davis has outscored Terry McLaurin on the year. No, he hasn't. Um, I'd be willing to bet that he has. I'm gonna look it up right now. Let's see. Gabe Davis has definitely had two really good games. With that much weakness. Gabe Davis has had one one good game and like one okay game. Yeah. What does that matter? What does Terry McLaurin have? I'm looking at the wrong team. Terry McLaurin has the benefit of being the number one guy on his team. Terry McLaurin Terry McLaurin at hundred and six points right now. And Gabe Davis is at you're not even starting the fucking scrub. He's at 85. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, so, but he also he also had a bye and he was injured for a week. So I consider them to be on the same level. All right, so you're you're same level, and then you're just wanting a fucking tight end. Um. Well, I mean, I consider Gabe Davis to be a more valuable uh, receiver than Terry McLaurin. McLaurin hasn't had a good season outside of the last two games. I don't even yeah, want Terry Dave, McLaurin. Dave I was trying to. Season other than I even, I even told Travis John the Eternal. He's like Travis's lawyer on a weekly basis. Um, I don't want Terry McLaurin. I wanted Taysom Hill, but I don't have anybody on my team that I'm willing to give Travis just for Taysom Hill, just for like a two week tight end starter. So uh, my strategy is I have to offer him one really good player in order to get the player I want, which is Taysom Hill, but I have to find some sort of scrub on his team that is worth it for me to trade a wide receiver to 
that can, on any given week, score 30 or 40 points uh, in return to just get Taysom Hill. I mean, let's get real here. Yeah, let's get real. Like that, that if if this trade went through, I would I would absolutely be wondering if you were sucking Travis's dick in order to make that trade go through. Um, you could, but it's up to Travis whether he wants to do it or not. So obviously he doesn't, and then he likes to go around and and uh, and share with his lawyer, lawyer John, um, his thoughts on it. So on the trade I don't chart, know why you say like fucking lawyer, like. Hey, because you're Travis. defending Travis on a weekly basis, like on anything. Travis is, a, Travis is a coworker and a friend, and we talk to each other just like you and I talk to each other, and we talk about the league because we're very interested in the league when you have a good time doing it. So this just makes for I don't know good stuff to talk about on the podcast. That's all. So on the trade chart, Terry McLaurin is worth 17, and Gabe Davis is worth 15. It's a two. It's a two point difference. Whoop de do. And actually, what okay. Travis didn't mention is that I did offer him David Njoku, who is a top five tight end in Who's per out for game the next average. Right. He's not out for the next four weeks because he's not on injured reserve. He is on bye this week, and he they're may saying that he's going to be out week. for the next two to four weeks because he has a high ankle sprain. Well, it's already been two weeks after this week being his bye, so you're, he already has bye. a tight end. Why don't, why don't you he play him a, then, you pussy? Because yeah. he's on bye. <laughs> Yeah, play him. Him in your lineup. Maybe he'll play. So I offered him. Maybe he'll a, play. I offered him a wide receiver two, for another wide receiver two, and in exchange for a tight end, I gave him a tight end upgrade, a season-long tight end upgrade. Plus, he already has a tight end on his team, in Dawson Knox, who's better than Taysom Hill, in per true. game average. So. It's also true. Yeah. So it's a it's a perfectly fair trade. I mean, it's more lateral in, than in anything, your, but it was, in your mind, it's a fair trade, and that's all that I, matters. I think it's a fair trade in anybody's mind. McLaurin and Gabe Davis are very close. Depends on if you want. But it's McLaurin know, what type of and it's 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 Terry McLaurin and another guy. So it's barely a fair trade for McLaurin versus Gabe Davis because McLaurin is way more consistent than Gabe Davis is. And then you're just going to go ahead and get another guy. McLaurin is not more consistent than Gabe Davis. They'd probably Gabe be on the Davis same page. Gabe McLaurin Davis, has, his target share is going to be a lot more consistent. Is Tell me this. Will Terry McLaurin score more than 30 points in a game this year? Terry, Terry McLaurin right now, 18-18, 8-12-3, 18-12-13. That sounds like consistent to me. Will Terry McLaurin score more than 30 points in a game this year? Do you think he has it in him? No. It's impossible. It will never happen. He scored over 30 points once, and then he had two games of about 15 points, and then the rest were fucking nothing. Brooks, do you Um, think that Gabe Davis will ever ever, uh, reach 171 receiving yards on three catches ever again in his fucking career? Probably For the type not. of player he is, it's he probably has a greater... I mean, he's averaging the highest uh, yards per catch in the NFL right now. It's 28 yards per catch. So that is the type of okay. player that he is. He gets the same amount of... Tar- he gets maybe one less target per game than Terry McLaurin. I don't even know why I'm having this battle, because I don't even want Terry McLaurin. It's just the only fair deal that I could see in order to get Taysom Hill. But anyway, he gets the same amount of targets as Terry McLaurin from a much better quarterback and a much better offense 
He is a touchdown, more of a touchdown threat than Terry McLaurin is. He has more touchdowns on the year than Terry McLaurin. He's just, he's he is capable. He probably will have another couple games this year where he scores thirty, and he'll probably have another couple games where he scores five or ten. That's just the type of player that he is. Terry McLaurin go all season scoring fifteen points a game. Whoop de fucking do. It's consistent. That's all right. Yeah, he, that sounds really good. I would I would love that's, that. There's no problem with that. Yeah, it's he, fine. It he, just depends he, he on the type of player you want. Over seven targets yet, and Terry McLaurin consistently gets eight to nine. Okay, uh, I'd rather take seven targets. All right, Chris. Uh, since John is going to lawyer up um, on on side B, if you want to be on side A yeah. for a second, would you rather sure. have five or six targets from Josh Allen, or would you rather have eight or nine targets from uh, Taylor Heineke, season long, just in a in a vacuum? What would you rather have? I mean, with zero context against the same defense. Um, hmm. That's tough. Honestly, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. But the reality is, again, like you've got you've got your consistent target share for uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, where you probably do end up with like twelve to you know eighteen points on a given week. Have, and then... You don't have the ceiling, but you definitely don't no. have the floor. Right. You don't have the three point floor like you have with Gabe Davis because Stefan Diggs exists. Um, because I say yeah, I mean, because now now they have and like and and like just I don't know man like to to go ahead and and like say that both of these guys are equal they're two completely different guys and you can't really say like you can trade like for like because they're not like for like and then to go ahead and throw in a Taysom Hill on top of that a guy that can win you a week like that's that's a that's an that's a that's a a, a big big difference in trade value. See now you're now you're being uh, hypocritical because Gabe Davis is the type of guy that can win you a week. Who do you think won me the week where Gabe, Gabe Davis Gabe scored thirty six points? One, Gabe Davis had one good week that w- possibly won you a week. You're you're saying John. Gabe Davis right now is a, a world destroyer. First of all, his name is Gabe. Nobody named Gabe yeah. is a world destroyer. Yeah, he would have been better off sticking with Gabriel. Honestly, it's just week one. He had 18 points. Week two, he was injured. Week three, he had seven points. That was a bad game for Buffalo in general. Week two, injured. Week five, 36 points. Week six, 16 points. And then this past week, he got five points. Like there's there's some outliers in there of two games where he was injured. And then he had two games that weren't very good. So sounds like a uh, real corner we'll for me. Well, I mean, you're telling me that. that why would Travis trade me Taysom Hill because he's the type of guy that can win you a week? There's there's a very few people in the league that can legitimately win you a week, and Gabe Davis is one of them. I mean, I hate to break that to you, but you say How that about like this? I'll, I'll I'll trade you Alan Lazard, who has more fantasy points this year than Gabe Davis. I'll trade you Alan Lazard for Gabe Davis straight up right now. No, because my team, I like having Gabe Davis because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really don't want to you trade Gabe know, Davis. The mystery box might even be a boat. You could get the boat or you could get the mystery box, and the fucking mystery box might even be a boat. Yeah, it could be. My point is, I don't even want to trade Gabe Davis. I like him. I have three consistent wide receivers on my team. I then like having the... Davis, who's not consistent. I like... I mean, he he gets targets from Josh Allen every week, and Josh Allen is on my team. So if he gets a touchdown, I get two touchdowns. I get double points. 
But I like. I mean, the fact if you that- just trade for Aaron Rodgers, I'll give you fucking Alan Lazard, and you can have that same thing. I Brooks. like, and maybe somebody else would like in the playoffs to have a player like Gabe Davis, like last year, who scored four touchdowns against Kansas City. Like, there's very few players that can do that in a game, and he's one. Brooks. I'm not saying he's the best receiver in the NFL. He's just it's just how it works out for him. If you just would have said you want to keep Gabe Davis because of the wombo combo, I would have stopped. No, you wouldn't have. Everybody <laughs> loves the wombo combo. Uh, I do love a wombo combo. Yeah. No, there's a lot of trade offers out there in the ether. There's there's a lot of them, but um, I want Taysom Hill because I like the Saints, and I don't have any scrubs. Taysom Hill isn't great, so he's just the one guy I targeted. And if I don't get him, I'll move on to somebody else. What the fuck yeah. do I care? Regardless, this whole thing will probably be edited any either either way. I don't know. I kind of like it. Hey, Brooks, I'll trade you $25 for Gabe Davis right now. Hmm. Well, if there's actually a good player in, in on the waivers, I might consider it, but I'd probably have to up it at 50 <laughs> No, I'll just fucking buy the guy, and you can't have him. Fuck you. I think um, I'm just going to go ahead and put in a every single uh, uh, waiver wire pickup is just going to be put at $6, so Brooks can't get it. Hey, the best waiver pickup of the... You know what? That should be a topic of conversation. One of the best waiver pickups of this year was Deonta Foreman, and I didn't even pay any money for him. Yeah. He scored me 40 points last week. Yeah, that was incredible. That was actually really good. Um, I prefer my $0 to a Tagabailoa, but... It's tough with a quarter. We'll see how it's, it goes. No, that was definitely an excellent pickup. Um I just I I don't usually consider quarterbacks in the good pickup category just because there's only twelve of them starting, but he is a yeah. top five quarterback right now. Who'd you yeah, Who'd yeah. you pick to be your? Well, well, yeah, you have uh, Justin Justin Herbert. Yeah, drafted in the yep. same draft class, actually. Yep. Him, yeah, I Joe mean, Burrow, you know, for... Tua, and Justin Fields, I think, right? No. Yeah. For a guy to fill in on my bye week and score 38 points, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, that's a hell of a grab. No, he's playing well. He underthrows his receivers every single time, but they're so good that they are black enough to turn around and come back and get it and then (laughs) run it in for a touchdown. (laughs) I I think I was either like deep dive into work or I was on a plane or something like that, but I saw the CMC news. And uh, somebody picked up Chubba Hubbard, and uh, Brooks, you picked up Foreman, and I was super jealous. Those were those were two good pickups. Yeah, I think I'm curious to see how the backfield shakes out in Carolina. I have Foreman in every single league that I'm in. Um, I want to see if, like, you would think that uh, coaching smarter, not harder, would lead us to believe that Deonta Foreman has earned the lead back role. But yeah. who knows? Who knows? Joe Lombardi, or who's the coach? No, Joe Judge or Joe Lombardi? Whoever it is, whoever the dipshit is that runs a Carolina offense, he could think that Chupa Hubbard's God's gift to football. And maybe <laughs> Deontay Foreman gets benched. So I know this is uh, probably mutually exclusive to me, but when I saw Deontay Foreman, I was like, isn't that guy super fucking old? I feel like that guy's been in the league forever and he's like 26. <laughs> 
That, yeah. That's borderline old for a running back now, 26. I mean, like, he could be in the middle of his second contract, and, like, he's still definitely, you know, uh, peak at this point. But, uh, like, yeah, that was surprising. I feel like Deontay Foreman's been around for a while. Well, he initially was on the Texans backing up Lamar Miller. Yeah. And then he had a two-touchdown game, and at the end of his second touchdown, when everyone was, like, saying, all right, finally, Foreman can get rid of this stupid fucking Lamar Miller asshole, he tore his Achilles. And then you didn't hear a peep out of this guy for, like, two years. Um, so he's 26, but he's, like, a young 26 because he has two seasons where he didn't do shit. Not a lot of miles. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of mileage on on him. But he looked he, he looks pretty good. I mean looks like a decent yeah, player. Perfectly capable. Yeah, yeah, perfectly capable. But Chuba did as well. Chuba did when he had the opportunities, so I don't know. It, it'll nah, be he's a scrub. See how it plays out. He's so, a scrub. I've never actually heard anybody official other than just people randomly talk. Is it Chuba or Chubb? Like Chubba Hubbard. It's, I th- believe it's Chuba. Like, that's not how words work, but, like, okay. Nope. No, but names don't really apply to the English language rules, so. No, and I get it, and that's why I'm asking you, because I've heard you guys say tube, and I'm like, that sounds dumb, because, like, it's not tube, oh, but if you guys totally have, if you've, heard, if you've actually heard, like, the media say tuba, then <clears throat> sure, like, because I'm quite sure the guy's like, yeah, my name's tuba, which sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> First of all, I oh, bet very, that's a nickname. It can't possibly be a real name because it's it's the dumbest name ever. And I think that since it only has one B, it would. I presume that means that it's pronounced with an U yeah. and not yeah. an uh. I think two yeah, B's long, means uh. Long vowel sound. Yep. I thought it was two. I thought it was two B's. Well, we've seen your spelling here, John. So we know that you're not the grammar king on this podcast. Um, so you're. You know, we're we're indifferent on what you think. No, about it, how it, it's is C- it's, it is C-H-U-B-A, so yeah. Okay, I can yeah. go with you. Well, right, that's, that, that's good. I'm glad that's yeah, resolved. I was really is, worried about that all day. But still, this, like, Chuba's is really, It is, yeah. But, I mean, there's also a dude that exists in the name fucking Haha. so. Yeah, what type of name is John? What fucking well, dumb name is that? Well, we all know what Haha is short for, though, right? Tee-hee. No, laugh, laugh. Nice. There's laugh, John laugh. coming in hot with the dad jokes. Doesn't even have a kid, and he's just Good squirting out dad jokes left and right. Hey, so I, uh, I saw this nurse walking around carrying <sighs> a, a red crayon, and I said, what are you doing with that red crayon? She said, oh, I always just have this just in case I have to draw blood. Oh, my God. All right. All right, I got a wait, joke for you. I, had a, I saw a nurse walking Christ. around with a purple crayon, and I, and I said, hey, what's that? And she said, it's my dick. All right. We purple fucking, crayon. Yeah, I think we did it. I think that's... Yikes. <laughs> In a world. All right, <laughs> In a world. <laughs> Covered in dicks. Scarlett yeah. Johansson stars in... Go fuck yourself with a purple crayon. <laughs> dot. Dot. MPEG. Hit, hit the stop button, Chris. See you guys. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good night. <laughs>